Hello, this is Voyager Time. <laughs> I'm rocking your worldview. I would consider writing a paper about it if there was a convenient forum to publish it. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. Today we're talking about Voyager episode 12 on Netflix, Cathexis. A shuttlecraft which... Mm, I, his name... I, see, I used to feel like I could do it. And now I screwed it up one time, and every time I see his name written, my brain goes, Chakokte. And that's <laughs> all I can think about. You know Let's what? The Oculus of Rehabilitation says, be better. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Voyager Episode 12 on Netflix, Cathexis, a shuttlecraft with... Ca- you can just start at a shuttlecraft. A shuttlecraft with Chakotay? Chakotay. A shuttlecraft with Chakotay. Just say Chakotay a bunch of times. Chakotay. 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 A shuttlecraft with Chakotay and Tuvok aboard is attacked. Chakotay is left brain dead while Tuvok begins acting strangely. An unknown force begins controlling crew members. The Voyager has fired two of its 38 photon torpedoes. <laughs> I, I'm thinking there's going to be such a long gap between the next torpedo launch. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be two for so long. <laughs> Well, they usually do some drama in the um, season finale, which we're kind of getting closer and closer to. Where so, they use 30 torpedoes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I would be surprised if it was that many, but... I'm excited for that to end with the Voyager has fired three of its 38 photon torpedoes. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that I know that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's where they pull out the... That happens yeah. a lot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually we're going to run into the Borg, and I assume we're going to start launching them then. Well, yeah, but that's not until for a few seasons. Oh, my God. How many? Like, two? I'm pretty sure it's season four. Yeah, oh my God. I was going to say it's, it, it's a few. Isn't Voyager only, Damn. like, seven seasons long? Yes. I'm oh sorry, God. only seven seasons? That's, that's, thinking... that's a pretty good amount of seasons for a no, show. No, 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 no. Well, we're talking <laughs> about relative to, like, Grey's Anatomy, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, you're right. I should always be comparing to uh, Dallas. Dallas and Grey's Anatomy. You're right. No, I meant I meant only in terms that means we only get three seasons of, like, what I think is considered the good Voyager stuff, right? I mean, I haven't seen really a reason to think the season one stuff isn't good. Like, I just remembered it getting better as it went, but right. I don't, like, hate what we've seen so far. Although, I tell you what, I kind of wish this episode had stuck to the Jane Austen-era holodeck novel. Yeah. That, very, That was very not nervous. Jane Austen. That was Charlotte Bronte. Thank you very much. <laughs> isn't, aren't they, didn't they write in the same era? No. Really? Wait. Jane Austen was oh, earlier. Oh, Charlotte Bronte was way later. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm sure glad we captured my complete lack of knowledge on that on microphones and broadcast publicly. Great. That's I'm, really I'm glad because uh, we've already addressed mine about Dallas. Uh-huh. 
I won't acknowledge that my understanding is equal to yours there. I was Yeah, I, was I obviously also knew. I mean, I was saying it as a joke because I knew you guys didn't know that, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, how did you know I this was uh, fully... Charlotte Bronte? Yeah, because what's the actual I... book? It's not what an actual based, book. I looked it up okay. to see if it was an actual book, but it's they basically seem to have taken elements from... Like Wuthering Heights? It felt like well, no, Jane Eyre and Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, which is a much more recent than theirs, but it had similar kind of vibes to those for sure. Because like the governess thing is very mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bronte, but then the like dead wife and the guy with the secret is very well. That's also very Bronte, <laughs> but also. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but but that's also seems more like Rebecca to me. I know that means nothing, but somebody out there might know what I'm talking about. So that's for you, theoretical person. <laughs> Dead wife and guy with a secret is a genre I want a lot more of. Well, Victorian I... gothic novels are here for you. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. <yeah. laughs> I know of Rebecca because of theater days. Oh, <laughs> and it you was put on your one man show of to... Rebecca. <laughs> No, just because it was a reference that I had to understand for uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh. <laughs> Good movie, by the way. Quite. If we get any followers on Twitter, we will review Arsenic and Old Lace. What? <laughs> for the Patreon backers. When did we, we ha- agree to this? Right now. Oh, boy. Arsenic and Old Lace is not, like, a chore to watch. No. No. It's, it's okay, fair. Good. It's a comedy. It's a delight. That's how Allison and I like. That was our the play that we got together during because we were both the leads in that play in our homeschool theater production. <laughs> yeah, how yes, many people? Are in that couple play? goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this episode started out very strongly, and then it went nowhere and was kind of I thought pretty lazy by the end. You mean yeah. the hollow novel? That was the strong start. That yep. was the strong start. Well, I really like so the concept here. I'm so interested um, in the in them starting off with this ho- hollow novel. It's like, okay, what's this gonna be? This could be interesting. Well, I yeah. was kind of initially annoyed. I was like, we just had a fucking hollow novel yeah. episode mm-hmm. literally I last know. week, and so I was gonna be annoyed. Although it was a topic, or it seemed like it would be more interesting to me than the Beowulf thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, because Victorian Gothic is like one of my favorite genres. So I was excited, but then. But then it was it this. It just went away completely and they didn't uh, even talk about it again. Which was so annoying. I think it's going to end up being a thing where it's like a recurring thing where Janeway goes in and every once in a while it's relevant and then maybe later it comes in as has a full episode. Mm, okay. It's just like her hobby is that thing. That's my guess. That I don't actually remember, sense. but I feel like that would be what they were going for. You would think that if you're writing, if you have only an hour to write an episode, you'd want to link thematically your opener with the rest of the episode. I guess maybe you could do like Guy with a Secret is related to Tuvok having a secret, which is that he's possessed. That whole section was supposed to be part of a different episode. I I figured that out. The editing mistake. I no. No, they like fucked up in the they just room. moved it. I don't remember why, but I was reading about this episode because I was trying to figure out. I got sidetracked a lot in the first like half of this episode, first like ten minutes really, because <laughs> I was like, first I was like, okay, 
is this a real book? And then I got distracted looking up different types of horror, like gothic horror or whatever. And then anyway, this is, uh, it, it was supposed to be in, I think the episode was called Eye of the Needle. The, neb- oh, yeah, the we Nebula did that one. one. Yeah. The mm. other Nebula one. <laughs> that was the like the wormhole one. Was that the one with the tiny wormhole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the wormhole. Yeah. You're right. It was supposed to be the opener for that, but then they changed it for some reason. And then they're like, but we still want to have this be. So they, that, it must be a thing that's going to become a recurring thing. Otherwise, why would they bring it back? Yeah. So are you saying it's like we're going to get to see continuations of this story throughout the the series? Yeah. I mean, they did that in Next Generation with this (gasps) one detective thing that Picard was always going and playing around with and not a Sherlock Holmes thing. That was a different detective thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so excited for this. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) This is, yeah. I wish that it had been the whole episode compared to what it was actually, but... I mean, it would have... I feel like it would have to continue that story because otherwise it would just be such a, like... such a random thing to put in the beginning because it was like you said earlier is completely you know topically unrelated right yeah so yeah like the little the plot of her little hollow novel she's playing this new governess coming to this house that's like it's also it's very stormy of course and spooky and the housekeeper is a total a-hole to her for no reason and then there's two kids and then the guy comes it's like this whole spooky miss davenport i'll come to the point i'm not an easy man to live with since my wife died i'm told i'm even worse she was a buffer for me the children's are the one who've suffered i've not been much of a father to them and god knows i can't be a mother i'm asking not asking you replace their mother but i think that they'll respond to a woman's sensibilities you might fill a void in their lives yeah. This is uh, Andrew's audition monologue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. For his various local theaters. I really loved this whole segment here. It was it was so moody. I didn't realize it was aiming to be horror. That makes a lot of sense now because it was quite like creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the mood of it. Yeah, I don't know. Horror it's is probably too strong, but like you know that like spooky the vibe. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting though with the hollow novels. It's like I know you're supposed to kind of be acting out the part, but I was like, well, Janeway is very much still Janeway. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in this, so it's interesting with the hollow novels. Like, how how do they give some freedom to be a a role in the novel while still keeping it on rails? Right. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. I even wrote down. I was like, how do these actually work like are you allowed to just go in and do whatever you want or do you have a script that you have to like memorize and then you just go and it's like a play but no one is watching it's just for you yeah because we saw we saw aspects of that in the beowulf one where it's like right some of the quote scripted stuff was the same for everyone that went through but then they like obviously went very different directions right when they progressed through it so my impression has always been like there's like a story that you're playing along with and like the computer will make th- that story direction happen no matter what you're going to do. So like even if you improvise like you just the story will continue the way it's supposed to. However, mm-hmm. that ends up working, but like 
I don't know. They never go into anything about this, like, because it's yeah. boring, I guess. But I think it's, I would like to know how it works. It's, right. it's like basically a, game design. It's right, like right. a really it's advanced a, uh, visual visual novel to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, way but you don't get dialogue choices. The, you, yeah. ha- you get to just talk. So. You're the dialogue choice. Yeah. You, you make the choices. <laughs> But like, to what end? Can it like, if you act so outside of the the actual plot of the novel, like, how would it recover from that? Do you just break it and it like starts over again? Like, uh, <laughs> choose your own adventure, or maybe like, well, like if you is, did, or is it just like, like a big? If Jane May just went crazy and started murdering those people that were in the house, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. the computer would be like error <laughs> yeah like, or something like or is it literally just like a big like playground like a big sandbox so there right where you can just like you are thrown into this setting to you know act out these you know characters and it will respond to your decisions right there are a lot of games that have explored this concept um it's also the subject that comes up often on a very good podcast called idle thumbs Ben, I think you and I could probably come up with a list of things to put in the comments for those who are interested in pursuing it more. Not that I don't love this conversation, but I would love to get back to talking about Voyager. <laughs> yeah, tw- 20 minutes on the opening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess because the rest of it is the the crew is being alternately possessed by an alien and Tuvok is acting weird. And then it turns out that uh, the alien that's possessing everybody is actually Chakotay I guess disembodied brain or spirit or whatever that's going around. His and bio neural to... energy. Thank you. <laughs> to stop the alien that has possessed Tuvok from flying the ship into the nebula, where all the aliens inside will eat their bio neural energy. And what could have been a really great episode, all about like suspicion and not being able to trust your fellow crewmates and that kind of thing, just sort of peters out and turns into. It was just weird. There was like a lot of it really like, flattening stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really it, flattens quickly. Like it felt like mm-hmm. it was ramping up to something that could have been really good, and then it's kind of leveled out. Like yeah, through. yeah. Like it was after a lot of really light. Episode. Like it was. It was a lot of light. Like was. It, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And it felt like it was just like that last yeah half of that. And then <laughs> Harry like zones out for a second, and they're like, "Are you possessed?" <laughs> That was really great. I I know. I was. That. I was like. I think he was literally just zoning out and not paying attention to what they were mm-hmm. saying. And then, the, then mm-hmm. they're like, "I'm very disturbed by what just happened." It's like, yeah, you guys need to chill. <laughs> I like. I finished watching the episode and was like, "Did I miss something?" I I like looked away from the screen for a second. Did I miss something in the process? Why is everything okay now? So I watched mm-hmm. it. I watched the ending three times like, after the fact. <laughs> Because I was like, okay, I think this is where I missed something. And I was like, no, I saw all that. Yeah. Maybe this is where I missed something. Nope. Once again, saw all of it and just like kept on going back a little bit until I realized, oh no, it just kind of ends. It kind of feels very... like a cheat at the end. Yeah. It just yeah. all gets wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking the random extra guy that just kept having yes, lines yeah. was going to be like. Some figment of imagination and like, yeah. And so I, I mean, I looked it up and I found out who he was and I know what happens to his character now. And I, I mean, I was a little bit of a spoiler. I mean, a lot of (laughs) spoiler (laughs) for the next episode, but it seems like 
they were putting him in this one because he's going to be in the next one and it didn't want to just be like a random guy <laughs> that they pulled out of nowhere for the next one. Hey, but buddy, his only job in this have... episode is to explain like, what's going on around them. He's a glorified red shirt now. Right. That's basically, basically. And like the fact that he was telling them, telling Janeway things that Tom or Harry, who were both right there, should right. have probably mm-hmm. said to her because that's their role on the show. I was like... I seriously mm-hmm. thought he was going to be the bad guy because he yeah. just kept appearing for no reason. Very, yeah. It was, I kept getting. Go ahead, Nate. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it stood out a lot. Like, yeah. He just he like literally pushes way through a crowd to say something we already knew and then yeah. not be in that scene anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. To be immediately irrelevant. And yeah. I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ensign, and then he cut cuts away. <laughs> Because his I name got... doesn't actually fucking matter. Uh, right. Did he have a name? No. He has a name in the credits. But he wasn't named in the IMDb. Wasn't named in no, the I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe his name is in the second one that he's in. If he had a name, it was not memorable enough for us all to like, <laughs> actually know it. So I think he's he's like a Danny or something. Or It's Pete Durst. <laughs> oh, Pete yeah. Durst? Are you kidding me? No. I looked it up on IMDb. Lieutenant Pete Durst. Yep. <laughs> I, th- I assume he is descended from um, Fred, Fred Durst. Fred Durst, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Pete Durst. That, I mean, that, he's a Pete Durst, all right, just from looking at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Toe to tip, that's a Durst. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um. So my first thought when they were noticing weird things going on. It was particularly particularly with Paris. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the one that's going to be framed again, huh? <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the old, old victim here again. I felt like they were reusing a lot of uh-huh. things. Because the, mm-hmm. the holodeck thing, and then the doctor is the only one we can who can do this thing because he's a hologram, which they just did in the last episode along with the holodeck stuff. And then the mm. Paris being being the fall guy for whatever they think is like. Well, you were you're the one that the code was on your, the thing when you did the what I don't even remember. It was uh-huh. not a super memorable episode of specifics yeah. outside of the holiday part, I guess. But how did they not think? That they would just shut down the doctor when they gave the codes to I, the doctor. I don't know. They. <laughs> Paranoia got to him. Yeah, well, that it was pretty dumb how they had that whole conversation and they were like, oh, you're the only one we can trust. Then, like, the next scene, mm-hmm. that gets completely uh, negated. Immediately ruined. Yeah, so... I thought the doctor was a good solution. Um, it was a it was good a try. It, yeah, it, it lasted for one attempt. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was effort. a good idea. I, was, I got was really excited for the doctor being in charge of the ship. Like, how great would that be? But we didn't even get that. They just shorted us on everything cool. Just, well. I would have there's a lot of show left. Yeah, just in this episode, the, the writers made a lot of promises to the audience that we're going to get spooky <laughs> gothic horror, that we're going to get everybody pointing phases at each other in a cool John Woo Mexican standoff, that the doctor was going to run the starship, that we got mm-hmm. nothing! Nothing! We did get Paris punching Kim, though. Which was that must have been really moment. hard for him, right? Mm-hmm. 
Although he didn't really blink. Yeah, he did it well. Did he, it. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, he just, he just They were standing very close it. together at that console. and i know the reason is because the camera needs them to be both of them in frame but i don't think that was the reason that is the reason if you look at they're like filling up the entire frame and they're still standing that no 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 it's because harry kim smells so nice (laughs) (laughs) harry had his arms wrapped around you know uh paris from behind and then paris (laughs) just gave him the old the old backhand punch I did like that little scene on the bridge where it's like everybody punching each other, shooting each other. Like that was just a great quick little. And then Tuvok just shoots everyone. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everyone in the room. Fucking everybody. Good thing those those phasers can do that thing now that we never knew they could do before. Phasers can do whatever you can think of. Yep. You can recalibrate yep. them to do anything you want. Mm-hmm. That's how everything in Star Trek works. It's a perfect writing device. Hey, what the fuck do we need to happen in this episode? Uh, I don't know. Just make the phaser or tricorder do it. it or works. the transporter or the replicator. Or, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. the holodeck even. Yeah. We'll see. Or maybe Chakotay is a ghost. What did you guys think about the uh, medicine wheel part? That was bad news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, My note was literally, same. oh, we're back on the racist shit again, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Although I'll give him a tiniest bit of credit. Um, the actor who plays Chakotay is Mexican American, and those were clearly South American ancient like art things, Incan, Mayan, Aztec mm. style drawings on there. Right. Right. I'm not saying it makes it better. I'm just saying it makes it, it like one iota less I, awful. I think it could if have I'm, been. If I'm giving them any credit, it may be misguided, but at at least for the time, it was an attempt at inclusivity. Yeah. But they it just was, made shit up. It just. Yeah. And it's fake, and it's not real, and yeah. it's just everything about it is bad. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to justify it by any means. No, I know you're not. The what, idea yeah. of medicine wheels, that is real. But this it doesn't look like that, and it's, yeah, it's a totally there isn't thing. a mountain, mountains of the antelope women of well, there's yes. a bunch of sexy ladies that you get to yeah, go hang out with. I was like... Like, the whole scene seemed to be like it was just written for the doctor to be able to make that joke, that racist joke, basically yeah, making yeah. fun it's... of Chakotay's beliefs. Well, it does reveal later, they use it for the um, the extremely convenient placement of those three planetoids they use to oh, guide yeah. their way out of the system. Yeah, because Chakotay puts, he possesses... The rocks, I guess. Oh no! <laughs> no, he possesses a person. Oh yeah, Neelix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Neelix. I was like, yeah. I just chose not to see Neelix. The- <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, like he he speaks through Neelix, but what he should have done is possess a person who is writing at a console and then just type the thing that he wants them to say into the thing explicitly with words. Fucking anything else, really. Instead of, I'm going to use these rocks to send a message and make them guess what I'm talking about. Speaking Neelixes is my favorite Star Trek-themed Talking Heads cover band. (laughs) Okay. The solution for their issue of like being trapped in this new nebula that's also trying to kill them, it like it made no sense. Like I like why why was flying by three different planetoids all of a sudden a key to get out of the nebula? It's a great question. 
Star Trek space reasons. Mm-hmm. Let's just. It, it felt like one of the. It felt video game logic e in like. Well, we gotta yeah. hit the three checkpoints to get out of the fog gates. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was something like, this is the safest way to go that won't have weird interference that will hurt our ship or some shit like that. I don't know. But they don't yeah. explain it. <laughs> it was it's a bad. Good no, of course not. They're just like, this is what Chakotay says, so we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's what Chakotay says. So I'm <laughs> Well, it did turn out to actually be that. Right. By the the limits of his consciousness melding whatever we call it um because he said when he woke up that it was with specifically with people that were in the room with him i'm trying to recall wasn't there times that he was doing that outside of that room oh yeah like Like, right away most of the time he 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 got Paris like while they were on while he was on the bridge. Okay, Nate, but what is what is a starship if nothing but a giant room? <laughs> it's just one big room. What you is space was it a, if not a giant a thing, room? Was it a thing where when the people came into the room, he could go into their bodies and then? Oh, he just go. was right. He was just right along for the ride out of I, the room. I would guess that's what they meant. Got it. So at some point, Paris was in there you, before going back to the Do you think he would have actually willingly possessed Neelix? <laughs> like, <laughs> the this only is reason is because here. he was there. This is what I got to work with? <laughs> yeah. For, <Fuck>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. This episode was tough. I was sitting there watching it thinking, I have to think of things to write about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to think of notes to write here. <laughs> Well, can we take a quick visit to the captain's table? I was going to ask if you mm-hmm. had this. Yeah, um, there was a lot of stuff in this one. I saw some gourds and some squash, uh, yeah. some pears, some horned melons, some big potatoes, radicchio, some sweet potatoes, a star fruit, uh, a lot more gourds, some purple potatoes, and then just some regular old ginger. No, it's not ginger. It's that thing that they found on that one plant. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. But this one wasn't spray painted as far as I could tell, so okay. I think it was just ginger. <laughs> Also, the uh, way it, that he was using really... that walk was... I was... Yes! What, what, what is he doing? Why is he at eye level? Mm-hmm. Why, why does he need a walk at eye level? Terrible. Terrible. You're, the whole point of having a walk, too, is that you're supposed to be able to, like, shake it around. <laughs> it's and, a like... space walk. <laughs> That's called an EVA. <laughs> Neelix is an yeah. alien. He cooks differently. And have you seen his shoulders? They are enormous. <laughs> Neelix's? Yeah, he's got no problem holding everything up at eye level because his deltoids are the size of spaceships. <laughs> um, I had a question. Uh, Chakotay forced Bolana to eject the warp core. Like, did do, do they do, do you go back and pick that up? Like, no, yeah, can't warp anymore. do you have another one on board? They, what do you they, do? With- they did say at the end that they went back to the coordinates of the warp core and picked it back up. But wasn't that back inside the nebula? I, I, no, I it was outside of it. No, minutes. that was before they got in. Because the alien was uh, making okay. them go inside. So it was Chakotay once again just like, fuck it, I, let's lose the engine, I guess. Like, Because yeah. the shuttle up until the end was the only thing that was ever in the nebula. Until okay, all right. they were hijacked and forced to go into the nebula. Man, the concept of like disembodied alien crew member fighting 
a possessed crew member. Like that's such a cool idea, and they just just totally pooped. It, it would have been that. more interesting if it had been from the point of view of the of Chakotay. Oh, yeah, that would have been really cool. Because oh. then he's walking around and he's like, "No one can see me. What's happening?" Which I mean, I think they. I feel like that's actually another Star Trek episode. I don't know what it is, but I feel like they did that on Next Generation at one point. But that they could have done that. They don't. It it's not like they don't. Ca- like it's not like they care about copying themselves and other things. So. And you know what? If they had done that, it would have happened four years before the Sixth Sense came out. Okay. Wasn't that the thing? I've never seen that movie. Isn't that the thing in the Sixth Sense? <laughs> God. Isn't he dead the whole yeah, time? Yeah, but the whole. Yeah. yeah, but that's not. He's just walking around trying to like get work. No, and stuff. that's the whole point. Is you don't know that until the end of the movie because Wait he doesn't know the that movie, he's... Andrew. Now he... The... <laughs> he doesn't know he's dead. I had never seen that movie, and you've ruined it for me. I'm sorry. I, I ruined a two-decade-old movie for you. <laughs> The last thing I have to say is I thought it was hilarious at the end when the doctor is like all impressed with he's like, I did this really amazing thing and it took it would take me 10 hours to explain it. And I would write a paper on it like you said in the intro and they just look at him like, okay, and I'm just like, he's breaking new medical ground like every single episode and no one gives a shit. (laughs) It's just so sad. Cool. He made a man holographic lungs. Right. Uh huh. They're like, hey, thanks. You can go in now. Right. Like your your scene is is your time in the scene is over. Goodbye. <laughs> Do we have anything else for uh for Voyager? I sure don't. No. <laughs> the thing is this episode, it didn't it it didn't feel bad until the very end and then it just felt rushed. Not yeah. It, it, it had done... such potential to be a good episode yeah. and it just kind of landed on its face. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it was challenging to write. The uh, writer of it had a hard time, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely just like, "We need to get something out there." Yeah. Well, this week we also watched Adventure Time episode twenty-three, "Rainy Day Daydream." Stuck indoors due to a raining knife storm, Finn discovers that Jake can make his imagination come to life, which starts to cause chaos. The two rush off to Jake's imagination, but Finn realizes he must turn his on to achieve their ends. And episode 24, What Have You Done? Without giving good details, Princess Bubblegum tells Finn and Jake to capture the Ice King as their prisoner, but when they interrogate him, they think that he's innocent. After realizing their grave mistake, Finn and Jake right the wrongs they have caused. I I really like this pair of episodes. I thought that they were imaginative in interesting mm-hmm. and fun ways, and I really like. Well, we'll get to it. The second one I thought was phenomenal. Uh huh. I very much enjoyed this whole concept of the the fact that the imagination things that Jake was imagining were corporeal but not visible to Finn. Just that whole concept was very interesting to to animate i guess to you know have all of those things be you know shown as interacted with without actually mm-hmm. like yeah and to, yeah, to give one Finn's, shot at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, also to really give finn's actions like weight and like yeah ma- make it feel like he's actually reacting to something when there's not anything there like to really to do that, I feel like 
is really impressive. So, mm-hmm. except it is until you realize that could have like drawing. <laughs> right, it's a drawing. Could have just mm-hmm. drawn the thing in there and then erased the thing, or <laughs> just drawn the thing and then been like, oh, I don't have to draw a big monster. It's just uh-huh. the same room that we used last time. Uh-huh. Right. They're yeah, not was... drawing the two things at the same time. They could just not draw the one thing. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I was also impressed until I realized that fact. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but Sarah, how'd you feel about these episodes? Um I she didn't like them, guys. She didn't like them. <laughs> the first one had some stuff in it I liked. Was it Jake like, with the cute girls? It was the Bellamy girls bug. And hamsters. Oh yeah. That good. <laughs> and then I thought it I thought uh uh Jake was funny when he didn't have his imagination anymore. <laughs> <laughs> One note is all that is required. Yeah. So I know that is, you know, obviously different than just imagination, but like I'm thinking this whole concept of the involuntary imagination stuff happening like i don't know like i have that happen like in in dreams sometimes like you know i can sometimes have like the lucid dreaming happen or whatever where it's like oh i you know i i hope this thing doesn't happen and then it just does immediately because right immediately goes you made your way into your thought of what could be worse yeah Uh uh-huh so just it was it was a very interesting aspect of that just the involuntary actions of the imagination, right? Just like when you don't want anything dainty to be in your imagination. You know? <laughs> I I agree, and I thought it was told really well, um, especially since it was mostly just shots of Finn running around punching nothing. Right, to make that's kind of what I was more referring to earlier. It's like making a compelling episode of television where there's nothing that he's really interacting with for most of the episode was more of the impressive piece than the actual, like, I'm impressed they're animating him this way. Right. I enjoyed Jake wagging his tail uh, at the imaginary cute girls. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's interesting. I was, it's one of those things where Jake does not act like a dog so often. Where like Finn saying "good boy" or "good dog" really at the end upsetting. of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I both love and hate that because one, it's it's very good, but then two, it's like, oh wait. No, he's still he's, a dog. He's a dog, but not... <laughs> uh, yeah, hard to process him being treated like a dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And they still haven't quite figured out what to do with Jake yet. He's still... Mm-hmm. They're channeling Bender right now. Yeah. I liked the riddle part. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Hold, Voyagers. <laughs> Imagine an easy riddle. <laughs> What is simple and also a riddle? <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, at the beginning of the episode, they were going to... So, originally, they were going to go out and adventure or whatnot, and then there was a knife storm, so they stayed inside. 
But what they were going to do originally was play video games. So BMO comes out and was like, hey, do you want to play this new game that I made or whatever? I thought that was very at a very interesting point with regards to BMO that it's like, oh, they are actually creating these games. They're not like a console that they have games to put in who is also sentient. It is mm-hmm. a sentient oh, yeah. video game machine who is creating its own games. Conversation parade. <laughs> I didn't say they had to be good games. <laughs> this was a good game. Could be. They didn't like it, but I was there for it. I wish they would have gone like one more round. They should have at least given it a chance. They didn't really play test it as well as you know. That's we, true. Yeah. yeah, needed more QA. Mm-hmm. I do think the second episode was the stronger of the two. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. I, I'm a big fan of Princess Bubblegum busting out German for no reason, which she does many times throughout <laughs> the season or the series. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There was just a lot of really good silly jokes throughout this. Like the uh, hidden door that she like grabbed the cheek of as the password yeah. and they go through its mouth. Mm-hmm. And all the tables she had around that she could just flip whenever she was frustrated. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I did uh, also appreciate the the spraying of the hose, just you know, butt slapping. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I sense from the words you said earlier that you were cooler on this episode. I'm just bored with the Ice King. Every time he's there, it's the same thing. Like, he's like, are you guys my friends? And then they're like, yeah. And then they're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was exactly what the last episode he was in was like. The the man Lorette party or whatever. <laughs> like, that episode I liked, but then this just felt like another version of that. I don't know. Uh, to a, yeah, uh, yeah, to a to a degree. Just how long can you pretend to be somebody's friend before you actually just their just their friend? <laughs> like at this point, Many I feel like more they're... episodes. Great, great. Sorry, but has hatred turned into something more? Friendship, best friendship. <laughs> Look, in twenty twenty, <laughs> I appreciated this message a lot more than I did back in twenty thirteen. The whole the incarceration and that sort of thing, and I, I, I really related to what the Ice King was saying, which mm-hmm. sounds insane, but it's true. Which part? Um. Oh, well, okay. Let me pull up the transcript. <laughs> While you're doing that, I want to call out the the specifics of um, Ice King trying to make his point by uh, holding a mirror up to Finn and Jake, and just step by step just destroying this mirror <laughs> behold and then the torch blows out so you can't see it and then behold oh, yeah, he great. places <laughs> yeah. the mirror into the into the light and just shatters it <laughs> behold holds up two pieces of it uh, it was that part that clicked for me where he was thrown in jail for no reason by two people with a lot of power who didn't listen to anything and just did it because an authority told them to uh, and then he was able to convince them to let him go. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of, a lot of subtext there. <laughs> but wasn't it his fault? Yeah, I was gonna say I mean, like ultimately. at the same time he did also do something to actually be thrown in and jail, and then also refused to help. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I turned around once we got that reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying he's right in the end. I'm saying in that moment, I was on, right. I was sure on board. in the moment. Right, right, right. Fair. 
but also I was gonna say like I feel like the uh the bigger bigger thing here is like somebody pretending to be innocent when they have are really the the asshole all along also still still kind of applicable still relevant uh huh yeah and he yeah. got what he deserved in the end that like he got his uh, do slappy d's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that there wasn't another weird dream sequence for him. I know. Where uh, he yeah. has some revelation about himself and then I guess ignores it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always here for a weird so, dream sequence. I know. So the crime that he committed was he made it snow with his, his beard flakes. That was just dandruff, Which, right? That was just yeah, dandruff. Yeah, that grossed yeah, me out. I was yeah, that was so gross. That really, really yucked me out. Um, and then <laughs> that froze a bunch of the Candy Kingdom. Yeah. And what was the resolution of that? He needed to scream in in pain, scream yep. in agony, or whatever. Yep. And he refused to do that willingly. So Finn pretends to die after they became. After they, quote, became friends. Right. And he screams and everything turns okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Finn was, like, sad that the Ice King was like, oh, well, just take his body mm-hmm. away afterwards. And he's like, wait a minute. He's not even actually <laughs> sad. <laughs> and then Jake had Joke's the... on you. The Ice King was shitty the entire time. Right. <laughs> Who could have called that one? <laughs> and Jake's... Like I'd clasp clasp you dramatically for a million years, quadrillion years, quadrillion <laughs> years. I don't know. Like I I see your point, Sarah, about you know them having these episodes with Ice King having a similar feeling, but I think it just continues to build dimension on the character until it comes to I don't know one of like the bigger episodes that are centered around him later on. Whether that was intentional or not, it just feels like that is the like a turning know, point. The, yeah, he just want he just wants a friend. <laughs> is that the voice of friendship I hear? <laughs> Be better. <laughs> well, is it time for connections? Yes, I think so. Yep i I have two that are related, so I will go first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Please. The first one involves mental energy negatively impacting our characters, uh, basically by erasing their personality from their brain. Uh, that happened in both Voyager with Chakotay, mm-hmm. and uh, when Finn turned off Jake's imagination. Mm-hmm. Also, Jake's imagination negatively impacting Finn. Yeah, that was that was the direction I went with. That was the <laughs> the disembodied forces fighting each other. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I didn't have any either. What's your other one, Andrew? The, I combined them into a single sentence there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Riddle Master called them Voyagers. And that's the name of the show that we're watching. All right. Well, join us next time as we watch the Star Trek Voyager episode f- 13, Faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. And the Adventure Time episode 25, His Hero, and the Adventure Time season one finale, episode 26, Gut Grinder. In the meantime, we'll just wait for you here. But wait, but we need to 
tell people where to find us and to do reviews and uh, things. Google Voyager Time, you'll find us. That, yep. I mean, that's Follow true. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us anywhere Review you can. us on iTunes. Tell your All friends. All the things. Email the, us at voyagertime at gmail.com. What do we want Voyage them to time. email us? I don't Voyage know yet, time. and I'm still thinking about that. And I... Good coupons to restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> that we can't yeah. go to. And that yeah, what? Also, preferably in, time. Like, in places that we can go to. But also, I don't want to share where I live. I live in Pflugerville. Tell me all the good Pflugerville <laughs> restaurants. They can just send a Grubhub like gift card. Yeah, the, but we're that. not actually going to ask people for that shit. No. Just send us things relating to the podcast. Like, what do you have ideas for cool segments we could do? Or write us a, a question. If you have an idea questions. for a segment, you have to write us a song that we can add to put into it. Because <laughs> I don't think you, Nate wants to do it every time. <laughs> you don't have to write the the actual music to it, to it, but do write lyrics so that we can sing it. <laughs> uh, send me your favorite restaurant to go to in Pflugerville when you watch episodes of Voyager. Who's watching Voyager at a restaurant? People with phones, cool people. You watch TV shows at restaurants. No, no, I misspoke, and now you're you're really nailing me to the wall about it. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you mean to say? Let me know your favorite cool Pflugerville restaurants to get takeout from while you watch episodes of <laughs> That's Voyager. a very different sentence yeah. from what you said. Yeah, I know. I know it is. I know. All right. Until next time, we'll just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned. And our defenses lowered. Come along with me. into it too much can we can we pause the podcast for for just a moment all right putting a pause on um so i figured out a uh a, i didn't have opportunity to use it because there wasn't any ethics in this episode of voyager wait did you guys actually pause your no. recordings no, no I, I clapped this so is... you would know where it was though you're welcome that's okay. not necessary. Because, I just wanted to make it. sure everyone was still recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what the clap was about. It was out of excitement. Help. Okay. But yes, Ethics song. I Are we going to get a live version have... of it right now? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. It's happening. You get a fucking like, instrumental accompaniment. Oh yeah. Welcome to your ethics land. I am your ethics band. You can't shake our ethics cans. That was all of it. <laughs>
That's it. That's, that's all. So okay. good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That was my favorite part of the episode. Oh my god. Thank you for this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to record a version I can go in and add to the other episodes we haven't? Oh, released? we want to hear that more than once. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need to, but I'm sure the listeners would love to. I also would love to. Sorry, I said that wrong. The listener would love to. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. Jordan, what's up? Still Jordan. Sorry, Jordan and Pflugerville, so I guess it is still listeners. Pflugerville! Pflugerville!